0: to load it onto ascension works i need to make sure i'm finding the right one so we're going to talk about harvest okay all right you ready all right here we go so as i said we're going to be talking about harvest today which is um a fancy word for ascension in my uh research last night in the lab one, i came across session 33 so we're going to be talking about that first there was some other interesting things um but this one was like super awesome so i'm gonna skip over the first couple of sessions because it was a lot to do with um you know the uh with carla in that so okay let me find it okay so here we go Talks a lot about catalyst having to do with um, Ascension harvest. So let me copy and paste here. My voice is kind of fast, okay. Kind of rubber banded, I'm sure. Okay, did it fix itself? Okay. Well, this is session 33, question six. Okay. All right. Yeah, it might do that for a couple of seconds, but it usually will fix itself. Uh, Okay. So session 33, question six. I was wondering if there was a programming of experiences that causes an individual to get certain catalysts in his daily life. So this is talking about um, you know, is there a, a certain program that we go by for experiences that um causes catalysts in daily life? And I think that's an important distinction to make is daily life. We've talked a lot about before about catalyst, and you know, I I mentioned, you know, I feel like catalyst happens in each moment. I really do. It's a matter of how we look at it. So I can take the smallest thing and decide to turn it into a catalyst to do better. Each one of us has an opportunity in each moment to do better and to to do better by ourselves and to do better uh, with other selves, with other people. Um, For instance, as we go through our daily life, there are many things that we can experience. We look at these experiences as occurring by pure chance or by a conscious design of hours, like making appointments or going places. I was just wondering if there was a behind-the-scenes programming of catalysts to create the necessary experiences for more rapid growth in the case of some entities. Is this or does this happen? And they answer, we believe we grasp this. Please request further information if we are not correct. The incarnating entity, which is you or me, which has become conscious of the incarnative process and thus programs its own experience, may choose the amount of catalyst. to phrase this differently, the number of lessons which it will undertake to experience and to learn from, in one incarnation. So, that some of that kind of tied together some of the Dolores canon teachings as well as Corey Good and what David Wilcock has been saying. So, and also my own information. When I started doing uh, live feeds, I started talking about how, and I'm sure we've all heard it, um, we choose our experiences before we come here. And, you know, that's what star seeds are about. And, um, not necessarily just star seeds. I mean, I think all of humanity does this. I believe uh, other races on other planets go through this process as well. So I think the point being, they say, which has become conscious of the incarnated process. Okay, so we're talking about us becoming aware of this entire process. Okay, um, this does not mean that all is predestined but rather there are invisible guidelines shaping events, which will function according to this programming. So you get like this buffet of experiences uh, before we incarnate and we decide, well, I wanna learn to, I wanna learn patience. I need to learn more patience this time around. So then you take a, you, you get a buffet of experiences that might catalyze you into being patient or to teach you patience uh, and you choose from whatever it is that you're wanting to learn from thus if we say one opportunity is missed another will appear until the student of the life experiences grasps that a lesson is being offered and undertakes to learn it so we're going to be um, experiencing the same experiences over and over again the same lessons over and over again until we choose to learn from it so anything that's happening over and over again, maybe in, maybe in slightly different circumstances, but still meaning the same thing. You're going to keep getting patience lessons until you understand that it's trying to teach you patience. Okay. Uh, then the next one is interesting, too. Then these lessons would be reprogrammed, you might say, as a life experience continues. Let's say that an entity develops a bias that he actually didn't choose to develop prior to incarnation. It is then possible to program experiences so that he will have an opportunity to alleviate this bias through balancing. Is this correct? So when I was reading this last night, um, for some reason, I got the example handed to me of racism. Um, And maybe that's a touchy subject. Maybe not. But I, th- but that is a bias. Okay, so um, take for example, a um, it, the whole slavery we know we had in the United States of America. Uh, we're not a perfect nation because we allow that thing that stuff to happen. Um, so then one might, um, uh, I think that's kind of what we're seeing now, maybe an alleviation of these biasing uh, because. Now you have um, kind of the opposite kind of happening where the majority is shifting from one party to another. And then, uh, you know, those that are light-skinned get called racist and then they end up becoming um, oppressed in the long run. That's what they're wanting. But I think the entire point is that um, we are supposed to be alleviating that bias from community. Uh, maybe some are taking this as an opportunity and maybe some not. okay? Maybe that is an exam. maybe that isn't such a great example, but if anybody else can think of a, a better one, let me know. Um, but you know it could go as far as women having a bias towards men because maybe in a past life, A woman was murdered by a man and then you know in the next life um, they might end up having to be a man so if that makes sense maybe that's a better example it could be vice versa as well so let's go to the next one keeping us divided you know everything I see out there anymore I mean Everything I see out there, it's, I asked the question, how is this, how are they trying to divide us with this? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious. Okay, let's copy and paste the next one. I think this is a great time of chronic alleviation. And I can't wait until I get to, I think, question 12, because that really stuck out to me. It's our lesson to see beyond the division. You're right. And that's the lesson that I'm taking on right now. My own self is, you know, asking, how are they trying to divide us with this? Or how are they trying to distract us, you know, from what's actually happening with this? So everything. Okay. So session 33, question eight, Um, from this, I would like to extrapolate to conjecture, I will say that the orientation and mind of the entity is the only thing that is of any consequence at all. The physical catalyst that he experiences, regardless of what is happening about him, will be a function strictly of his orientation and mind, state of mind, okay? I will use this as an example, uh, being a statement of the orientation in mind governing the catalyst. Is this correct? And they ended up deleting the example, which I think actually Ra explains in the answer of why. So We prefer not to use any well-known examples. Okay. Sayings are in our communications to you due to the tremendous amount of distortion. Um, Distortion, for those of you that don't know, is a fancy word for perception, which any well-known saying has undergone. Therefore, we may answer the first part of your question, asking that you delete the example. It is completely true to the best of our knowledge that the orientation or polarization of the mind-body-spirit complex, and again, that is a fancy word for your being, your whole being, okay, mind-body-spirit-father-son-holy-spirit, is cause of the perceptions generated by each entity, thus a scene may be observed in your grocery store, the entity ahead of self maybe without significant, uh, sufficient funds. One entity may, may take this opportunity to steal. Another may take this opportunity to feel itself a failure. Another may unconcernedly remove the least necessary items, pay for it, pay for what it can, and go on about its business. The one behind the self observing may feel compassion, may feel an insult because of standing next to one um, to a a, a, a poverty stricken person, may feel generosity, may feel indifference. Do you see the analogies? So it's all how all and how we perceive the situation in front of us. This is what I mean. Like, in each moment, we have the opportunity to be a better person. It is about our discipline of mind, understand that what is being presented in front of us is a lesson, okay? an opportunity for catalyst. We can make a catalyst on anything um, and super, super important state of mind. How do we perceive what is happening in front of us in this very moment? Yeah, the elite people right. Uh, Okay. So let's go to the, the next one. Okay. So question nine. Uh, from this, I will extrapolate the concept, which is a little bit more difficult. Oops. Okay, that so is a little bit more difficult because you have explained before that even fourth density positive has the concept of the defense defensive action, but above the fourth. Uh, the concept of defensive defensive action is not in use. The concept of defensive action and offensive action are very much in use in this, uh, of our present experience, which is still true to this day. I am assuming that if an entity is polarized strongly enough and his thought in a positive sense Defensive action is not going to be necessary for him because the opportunity to apply defensive action will never originate from him. This is correct. And they say, actually, we don't know. In each case, as we have said, an entity able to program experiences may choose the number and intensity of lessons to be learned. It is possible that an extremely positively oriented entity might program for itself such situations, testing the ability of the self to refrain from defensive action, even to the point of physical death of self or other self. And I uh, thought of you, Margie, when I read this about the saints there was a And Jesus himself too. Um where there was a specific saint that just, you know, she was being harmed, I think being stabbed actually, and all she's she didn't fight. She didn't uh um do anything except say i love you and i forgive you so when it says exactly what jesus did forgive them for they know not what they do um Complex. Yeah, this is an intensive lesson, and it is not known, shall we say, what entities have programmed. We may, if we desire, read. Oh my gosh. Okay, can you all hear me? Okay, can you hear me? Okie dokie. Yeah, I wasn't sure how this internet connection was going to work across the street. I apologize for that. Okay, so anyway, uh, there was a story about Queen Isis over in Egypt. So she was traveling the forest, which at the time they were hiding. I believe because of who Horace was. Um, and again, the same story as Jesus, um, just different people, different vocation, different religion. And she entered this village and she went to the nicest house in the village. And... Okay, anyway, so what happened was in the meantime, the rich lady that initially refused her uh, her son was bitten by a spider and work got around to uh, queen isis and uh, her and her healing powers said okay it's okay i'm gonna go him." and um so she did she went over to the rich lady's house and healed her son and the rich lady was like why did you do that you know i was so mean to you and um you know and another person had overheard It's happening, and who wasn't a very nice person, I think, to begin with, and eventually this lady herself became somewhat of a a saint or whatever the definition of a saint was in uh, Egyptian religion, so equivalent, I would say. Um, so I do want to go over really quick this this one question in here, if y'all can hear me, because this is what stuck out to me the very most. And I don't think I'll be able to copy and paste because I'm working off of my phone right now. But it is session 33, question 12, and it is so relevant and it explains a lot of different people's information that we have gotten that seem to be like um, in contrast of each other so question 12. as we near the end of this master cycle there well there may be an increasing amount of catalysts for entities i am wondering as the planetary vibrations mismatch somewhat with the fourth density vibrations and catalyst is increased, which is what we're seeing now. Because remember, they say that we're already getting some of these streamings from higher density. Uh, if this will create a slight amount of more polarization, thereby getting a slightly greater positive harvest because of this catalyst. And again, remember, harvest is a fancy word for ascension. And in some way, create a more negative polarization. And then get a slight amount more negative harvest by this mechanism of transition that is unfortunately somewhat more catalytic than it would be if the planet had reached a higher state of consciousness. Does this happen? Okay. And they answer. uh, Must be answered in two parts. First... The planetary catastrophes, as you may call them, are a symptom of a difficult harvest rather than a consciously programmed catalyst for harvest. Thus, we do not concern ourselves with it, for it is random in respect to conscious catalyst as we make available. So the next part kind of, goes into a definition of what they say a conscious catalyst is and i'm going to try to explain this uh, with where my head was at last night was it it was kind of confusing so okay the second portion is the results of the random catalyst of what you call the earth changes are also random thus we may see Probability, possibility, vortices. Thank you, Margie. I appreciate it for posting that. Thus, we see probability or possibility vortices going towards positive or negative. So they're saying the the Earth changes can result in either a positive or a negative uh, ascension or harvest. However, it will be as it will be. The true opportunities for conscious catalysts are not a function of the earth changes, but but of the result of the seniority system of incarnations, which at the time of harvest has placed in an incarnation, those whose chances of using life experiences to become harvestable are the best okay so there's a lot that goes into that one so and i know there's been so many contradictions on whether or not there's going to be earth changes so i'm going to repeat this okay the planetary catastrophes as you call them are a symptom of the of a difficult harvest rather than a consciously programmed catalyst And a consciously programmed catalyst involves seniority system of incarnations whose chances of using life experiences to become harvestable are the best. Okay. So I know when I was reading a lot of the Dolores Cannon information, they talk about three waves of volunteers. Um, The law one brings the star season as wanderers. Okay, and they say that um, the majority of us wanderers are mostly sixth density. Uh, there is a large portion of fourth, and there is, I think, the smallest portion was fifth. Okay, but why why those densities? Because the chances of using life experiences to become harvestable are the best. And what have we been doing here in these discussions? What have we been doing and um the last i would say at least the last decade uh we're kind of coming out of the woodwork with we choose our own experiences and you know there's lessons everywhere and there's lessons everywhere so we see this taking place at this moment in time we um when we understand what it is that we are going through and use those life experiences to become better people with the chance that uh, when all this is over, um, the earth is going to be a better place. Okay. That is the ultimate sacrifice. It really is. When you use life experiences and pick them apart and understand what it is that the universe was showing you that you were supposed to be learning, and then you decide, uh it was patience. Gosh, it was patience. Okay, well, I need to become more patient. So in each moment from now on where I notice myself being impatient, I need to remind myself that this is showing me patience. This is what is happening right now. Okay? So um, it just seems to me like I'm not saying we're not going to get any kind of earth changes. I think these those have to happen. But maybe they don't have to be um, as difficult. It depends on how, it depends on us as a collective, also individually, on how difficult we have to make it. When we do have those that are here, like ourselves, like thousands of others, that are conscious in their disciplines of their mind and deciding they want to become better people by each moment, that is helping alleviate some of these catastrophes of course we still we still are going to have them um i think we already have had some of them the earthquakes and the middle east and the volcanoes are going off all at once um which we're seeing that happen now which was a marker i believe uh for a specific timeline we start getting close to something um probably the auroras or an earth change i was talking to um can you guys hear me okay it's like connecting so i wasn't sure just wanted to make sure um i was talking to my husband last night who i guess his brother my brother in law was just now starting to pay attention to the sun, which surprises me. But they were talking, I guess, separately about the solar flares and how we've lost some of our protection. And so then Matt was talking to me about it. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I've been following it for at least a few years before we even started the solar cycle. And I said, pretty soon here in the next couple of years, we should be able to see a rainbow aurora, you know, just for the fact that. We don't have a lot of protection left. So, I mean, that to me is an earth change, a beautiful earth change, um, for sure. I'd rather take that than a massive earthquake. Um, but I, this specific session here really broke that down for me and helped me understand more of what conflicting information it was trying to say I do understand what they're saying. It depends on us, on how we understand each moment, how we understand the world changes and the political scene and you know, be of this world, uh, be in this world, but not of it. We don't have to <clears throat> take to the rage and the, the violence that they want us to. I think that they're trying to use this specific catalyst to get us, well, I know that they're trying to use this specific catalyst to uh, turn us against each other and make us do things that we wouldn't normally do and make rash dis- decisions. Um, and maybe that's what my dream was about the other night. <clears throat> Not using violence and um, using more compassion, and uh, which I try to do every day. I know we all still have work to do, uh, but I, on the other hand, I do feel like I am constantly judging myself. Uh, I don't know about you all. Um, and I think that's a good thing on one level, I just cannot, like, I try not to become so obsessed over it, but it is a good discipline to sit down at night and say, how could I have done better? What do I need to still work on uh, in my own mind, outside of my mind with other people? Yeah, every moment we decide our timeline, I, absolutely, it's oscillating, I think. Yeah, being in the moment and stay healing and compassionate, and that's hard when you're dealing with such a, a extreme situation. It's very hard uh, when you're in a situation where there might be certain death, or maybe you're not thinking of that. I don't know. How do you remain calm? Uh, it's it's a big it's a big test, I think. Um, yeah. I do believe we also need to stand up, of course, uh, keep our boundaries, but we don't have to do that in a violent way. We don't have to do that in a a chaotic way at all. We can still remain centered. We can still remain calm, but strong and stern, Um, be a good person. You don't necessarily have to be a nice person, I guess, in those situations when you're trying to keep our boundaries um, and our freedoms. So. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. We, we do need to stand our ground. When we're. You know. Having our liberties threatened. And our freedom threatened. And gaslighted at every turn. I mean. I'm thankful for it. Because man. Is it teaching me something. And I know it's teaching you all something as well. Okay. Now, the next one, they do talk about, they ask about, is this seniority system also used for service to self for becoming harvestable? And they do answer, yeah, this is correct. So, um, it could go either way. Um, Okay, so then session 14 I'm sorry, question 14, session 33. Um, I would like for you to do is list all of the major mechanisms designed to provide catalytic experience that do not include interaction with other self, which is the other person. Because the law is one, we are all one. So if we're all the the universe experiencing itself, then Margie, you are my other self. W are my other self. You know, you guys are my other selves, vice versa. Okay. Um, so in the answer, uh, we, we, you realize that the primary mechanism for, um, for catalytic experience in third density is other self. The way we interact with others is, the, is a primary mechanism for catalytic experience. Okay. Um, The list of other catalytic influences. Firstly, the creator's universe. Okay. The universe in general. Secondly, the self. Okay. How we interact with ourselves is also a catalytic experience, which is a big one because so many times we're often gaslighting ourselves. You know, we have to look at those things too. Are we gaslighting ourselves too much? I I think I find myself doing that um, a lot, but I catch it. Um, okay, so I'm gonna skip over one because this was interesting to me as well. I know myself and others in here have gone through this certain thing in the latter years. Um, yes, so three steps. So, first step, love yourself. Step two, accept yourself, and then three, become the creator. So, yes, so love yourself for who you are. Number two, accept yourself for who you are. Accept yourself as the creator, and then three, become the creator. Um, so Okay, yes, question 16. I was thinking possibly the catalyst of physical pain. Okay, this is going to ring a couple of you's ears, I'm sure. How does this, does this go under heading? Okay. So, yeah, yippee. <laughs> uh, so, Ross says this is correct. Going under the heading of the unmanifested self, the self which does not need other self in order to manifest or act. Are we waiting for somebody else to do things for us? Okay, and sometimes I, you know, I kind of had a hard time when I was trying to decipher this, so I couldn't decide because I know what I went through in the last couple of years, and I don't know if it's the same for all of you. Mine was kind of a Well, everybody's is a unique situation, but I was in a situation where I couldn't do anything for myself. Um, And it's almost like I couldn't let go of the pain. Um, It's almost like the unmanifested self, that self which does not need an other self in order to manifest or act. So, yeah, pain is crippling. It can be, absolutely, if we let it. Um, what do you all think about that particular answer? It goes under the heading of the unmanifested self. The self which does not need other self in order to manifest or act. This, This is when they're talking about physical pain. Quite interesting, isn't it? Right, I, I went back and forth on this one, and I, of course I know what I went through, and I went again I wasn't a predicament where I couldn't, but it's also taught me a lot of perseverance and pushing through in order to get myself out of that state, um, you know, uh, as far as physical pain goes. Right, what <laughs> you know. Again, I'm not sure I understand the specific on what they're trying to say here. I do understand what they mean by the self, which does not need other person in order to manifest or act. I mean, we we should not be waiting for somebody else to do things for us. Absolutely not. Uh, we, we cannot keep relying on other people by any means. I do understand that part, but I don't know specifically what they're trying to say on how that relates uh, to physical pain. Right. Mm -hmm. I get that part too, Margie says. Well, I'm going to move on from that one for now. There was one more that I thought was pretty interesting. Let me see. And I wonder... Maybe it's on the other. Yeah, there was one session in particular when I brought up uh, the search for harvest. It came up that um, said disease being or virus being a specific catalyst for harvest. And um, I think you all might, might jump on that one as much as I did. So I'm. I'm going to go back actually and search for that and see if I can't get it to come up again. Nope, I'm not connected. That's right. Well, let me see if I can't get on there without it cutting me off. Okay. hang tight right quite interesting wasn't it i don't know if it's gonna let me i might have to share it later i don't want to take up too much time trying to find it let me see here There we go. Which, I mean, I can absolutely see how it would catalyze an entire planet into ascension. I mean, why wouldn't it? It's a disruption in routine. It shakes you awake. You know, it shakes you awake that something's happening to me. Especially something happening like that worldwide. And we all just are still going through it. Look how many changes have taken place since 2020. Without darkness, there wouldn't be like, yeah, I mean, there's got to be a um, a 10% of the entities in this universe are negative. The other 90% are positive, but we still need that 10% in order to grow. If it wasn't for our lessons and our chances to do better, um, you know, then uh, we wouldn't grow. Okay, I don't know if I can find it or not. And I might have to share it later. But, you know, in the Marvel series and the local Loki series, actually, I think... Um, they, One of the best phrases that really struck me came out of that series, and I don't remember which episode it was. However, what was said was to Loki, who was a negative being, um, at least in the beginning, um, that uh, you exist only to allow others to become the best version of themselves. And that is absolutely true when you're looking at the negative and the positive. So we can use the negative uh, in order to become the greatest version of ourselves. Um, And more, you know, and more if we want to. Yep. We do need that. Okay. So there was that one. Oh boy I don't know if I can find it again. Well, that's a bummer. I should have wrote it down on which one it was Okay, you know what I found this one let's talk about this one a little bit and I can copy and paste now I uh, I read this forever ago. Okay, am I back? I hope that Darth Vader, is Darth Vader. Yeah, I mean, Darth Vader is an excellent example as well of the uh, the darkness. But you know what? If it wasn't for him, then Luke and Leo would not have become their own best versions of themselves. There used to be some adopted kids living. in. the question is, is um, so he says. I was wondering if there is supervision over this harvest or ascension. Uh, why is the supervision necessary and how does it work since an entity's harvestability is a violet ray? It is necessary for entities to supervise the harvest or is it automatic? Can you uh, can you shed light on this? Um so basically so the violet is talking about the violet ray, let me kind of clear this up first. So we have our primary uh chakras you know red orange yellow green blue indigo those are the functional the violet ray is the sum of all the others okay and basically when we reach the point of this um harvest or ascension uh our violet ray is the one that's looked at because it is the sum of all the others how do we have a balance how many lessons do we learn in correlation with each chakra Um, How do we respond to those? We know, did we choose to be of service to others or did we choose to ultimately serve only ourselves? Okay. Uh, They they answer, in this time, there are always harvesters. The fruit is formed as it will be, but there is some supervision necessary uh, to ensure that this bounty is placed as it should be without the bruise or the blemish. OK. So they it's just like me working in my garden. OK. They, I, someone some fruit might need a little bit of help. So I've got to shovel some dirt at the roots and I build them up, you know, um, it's just kind of the way that they're making the connection. And that the first level, uh, there are three levels watching over. The first level is planetary and that which may be called angelic. This type of guardian includes uh, the mind-body-spirit complex totality or higher self of an entity. Okay, so it's our higher selves. And those inner planes, entities which have been attracted to this entity through its inner seeking along with other angelic entities that um, chose to uh, interact with this entity either through dreams or channeling or that because of the individuals seeking of the creator. The second class of those who ward this process are those of the confederation who had the honor of standing in the small places at the edge of the steps of light love so that those entities Being harvested will not, no matter how confused or unable to make contact with their own higher self, stumble and fall away for any reason other than the strength of light. These confederation entities catch those who stumble and set them aright so they may continue into the light. Okay. So it would be like me putting a tomato cage around my tomatoes because the tomatoes, if you don't support the weight, then they will grow on the ground. And when the tomato touches the ground, it rots, okay? So that's why you have to lift up the tomatoes in the tomato cage to keep the the, uh, vines from going across the ground. Other fruit, you know, like watermelon and that, they grow that way and that's fine if that makes sense. I'm trying to use examples um, that kind of best help understand what it is they're trying to say. So the second group of this kind of does the same thing and they kind of stand in the doorway and they support um, a a person. And so they're, they're close, you know, they're going to be Uh, As ascending or harvested, but they keep it to where they don't stumble. They don't fall. So that's that, um, you know, angel on your shoulder saying, hey, you know, I know this is dark right now, but you got to keep persevering. You got to keep pushing on. It's all right. We're here to support you and guide you and so on and so forth. So. I think we are our own guardians. I think that's kind of what it's trying to say. Um, The third group watching over this process is that group which you call the guardians. Here we go. This group is from the octave above our own and serves in this manner as light bringers. These guardians provide the precise emissions of light love and eclisticity, fastidious disseminations of discrimination <laughs> so that that's a mouthful so that the precise light love vibration of each entity may be ascertained okay so this is like me sending light to debbie and love and light and vibrations and good vibrations and or margie or jennifer whoever whoever it is this is like us sending love and light and healing to each other okay uh, that thus the harvest is automatic, and those harvested will respond according to that which is unchangeable during harvest. Okay, that is the violet ray emanation. However, these helpers are around to ensure a proper harvesting, so that each entity. May have the fullest opportunity to express its violet ray selfhood. Okay, interesting the way that it's worded. Um, and so light bringer versus light bearer. We all know that Lucifer was a light bearer, he was meant to be a light bringer, however, he decided to keep it all to himself, which is service to self. So then he became the light bearer. Okay, he was not meant. And to keep the light for himself. I hope that clears that up for anybody that kind of raised an eyebrow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, interesting. Was well, it and is a super interesting. Let's go over a couple more. Hold on. Okay, I kind of wanted to find the disease one. Yeah, that's gonna drive me nuts. I'm gonna have to find that later. So you guys don't think I'm making it up. (laughs) Um. Okay. There's that one. That was the uh, nope, not that. okay, well, that's okay. I'm going to spend too much time trying to find it, and I'm not, I'm going to miss some other, um, some other good stuff. Okay, here we go. I do want to ask this. I'll go over this. Okay. I'm surprised he hasn't cut me off again. Anyway, so session 20, question 28. This is a kind of a good one to go through because, again, they make uh, reference to the garden, which is super interesting to me because... Because every time I hear that, I think of uh, the garden of Eden and Genesis and all of that. You know, man put a uh, God put man in the garden to keep it. I'm also keeping a very nice garden of my own, so. Um, Lots of uh, yep, it dropped me again. Okay, I am back. So, I was just talking away, talking about how somewhere else I was finding that um, it's it's pretty common for um. planted to have a mixed harvest. And for a mixed harvest, it means you get both positive and negative, okay? And somewhere the numbers were uh, 60% positive, 40% negative. That seems like a big number because we know in order to be super negative, I mean – I'm sorry, in order to be negative, you've got to be like super negative, like super evil, 95% service to self. I mean, I can, looking at our current pol- political world, I could probably name a few, but even I don't know that for sure. I mean, even Hitler didn't make the cut, so, which is amazing to me, um, but, so, um Positive and negative, what was that? So uh, mixed harvest is what I was talking about. A mixed harvest. Meaning you have both that go into forest density positive and then you have um, some that go into negative in the same harvest, in the same ascension. Okay. It does make sense that he would make it um. No, Hitler did not make it. Um. They say Hitler is in the, the inner planes doing some healing. So, holy moly. I mean, whew, you got to be pretty evil. I mean, when I look, when I question my own self and wonder if my own self is evil, then I remember how evil you actually have to be. And then I ask, have I killed anyone? Absolutely not. Have I um, done this or done that? Have I done that? Absolutely not. Have I done this? Well, yeah. I mean, I've been kind of um, a a B-I-C-C-H sometimes. You know, I will admit that. I'm not perfect. But have I worked on that and acknowledged that? And have I tried to do better? Absolutely. So just remind yourself, you know. Even though you think the world is super evil, um, you gotta be Genghis Khan evil to really make that cut. So, but we still don't wanna repeat because the ones in the middle that do not quite make it to positive or make it, you're just not evil enough to make it to negative, still have to repeat, you know, third density life all over again. And I'm good. Like, I want to be good enough to myself and to others that i don't have to repeat this and then i can go on and live a better life and my children of this planet um can have a better life so that is my goal we can all live in harmony with ourselves and each other so yes well. One said that. Okay. Let me go back and ooh. Okay. You know what? This one talks about um Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So this one is kind of a World War II vibe we were just talking about. This one is session 26, question 28. So, I read um, Dolores Cannon's book on uh, the, 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 goodness, the regression that she did with a gentleman that uh, had a past life that was in Hiroshima, I believe. One of them. Um, Super interesting. and made me, helped me understand what it is that that country went through and what we did. to this, so I also took care of a gentleman in home health that um he was dying. I worked hospice, so I was a hospice nurse and uh took care of him for a while and the chaplain went with me quite a few times. We had an awesome chaplain, oh my goodness and um went and took care of this gentleman and he was pretty- getting pretty close to um transitioning and he he wished us all to be there at the same time one time and he got his family out of the room We just had me and the chaplain and uh, the chaplain was reading to him and asking him, you know, is there anything you'd like to talk to me about before, you know, all this happens and anything that we you wish to discuss and, uh, and he says, you know, he's like, I don't know that I'll get into heaven and it's like, why? Why would you think that? And um, he says, well, you know, I I didn't say... I, he says, I'm not going to say that I'm the one who dropped the bomb in one of the cities. I can't remember which one, but it was either Hiroshima or Nagasaki. He's like, I, I cannot say that I'm the one who did it. However, they couldn't have done it without me. If it wasn't for me, it couldn't have been done. And I don't know exactly what role it was that he played and we didn't ask the details. I don't think that was appropriate. Um, but it was a interesting moment for me because I really had to teach myself to not react. And because he legitimately you could tell he has such remorse and he had just this, I don't know if I'm getting into heaven because of that, you know, I I just don't know. Like Um, the the chaplain was able to, I was kind of be above my pay grade at that moment in time a couple of years ago, you know, now I could have probably have come up with something to comfort him with, but, um, the chaplain kind of took over and did his part. And by the end of the meeting, you know, he did, you know, feel better and more relaxed and more understanding of what was going on. So, um, But anyway, let's go through this question. Um, I was thinking specifically if an entity was in Hiroshima or Nagasaki at the time and he was reaching harvestability at the end of our cycle. That's interesting because this is kind of showing that it's not all happening at the same time. You know, it's a. it could have happened to an entity in World War II. Um, as just as much as it could have happened to Hitler. He just didn't make the cut. Okay. He just wasn't evil enough, you know, like, whew. Um, would, this death be, uh, would this death by nuclear bomb possibly create such trauma that he would not be able to reach harvestable, uh, not be able to be harvestable at the end of the cycle? That was specifically my question. Okay. They answer incorrect. Once the healing has taken place, the ascension or harvest may go forth unimpeded. However, the entire planet will undergo healing for this action. No distinction being made bet- betwixt. Victim and aggressor, this due to damage done to the planet. So it's the planet itself that took took on the trauma for that. So that's important to know in our own healing that we're also healing this. I mean, as Mother Earth gives through her healing, we have to heal that as well. This is a collective healing process. Okay, so maybe that's homework for, you know, this week. Um, and maybe that's something we can add in the meditation for Saturday, you know, do a healing for actual mother earth, not just ourselves, not just for the collective, but the actual physical entity, planet, mother earth and going through, I know Corey Good had said, you know, he was shown the collective consciousness of earth itself. And it's like a battered housewife because of what we have done to it. Um. I mean, this is like, um, take a dog, for example. Okay. And fleas we are like the fleas on a dog, right? We were step on mother earth and there's 7 million of us walking all over mother earth. You know, what if a dog had 7 billion fleas and then the fleas were bombing each other and the fleas were digging for oil and the fleas were, you know, cutting down all of its fur the, the dog would be pretty sick, wouldn't it? You know, um just to kind of get of an idea of, of something like this. So maybe that's what we'll do for Saturday. Let's add in a, a meditation that, uh, well, no, not we in particular, but we still are part of that collective. Um, absolutely. And, you know, we, we are just becoming more aware of the damage that it's doing. So, yeah, that is an excellent idea. I'm glad I got that passage. Um, I tell you what, I am going to. to we're going to end the recording here, here, here. I'm going to.